Hey guys, thanks for joining us on another Bikini TV. I'm Adam from TeamElitePhysique.com and I am here with Robin Maher, IFBB pro turned promoter of the Wasatch Warrior turned national level judge. <laughs> and we're going to yeah. be covering some cool <laughs> topics today. Really excited to talk to you. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> so on today, um, I wanted to go over a few things because one of the cool things that you've done that a lot of people haven't is taking your career and kind of reach the highest level of bikini and going to a pro. And then you're like, Hey, I want to make a career out of this. And now you're doing your own promotion and you jumped all the way into judging. I mean, you've really, I mean, is there anything you haven't done yet in the world of NPC IFBB at this point? Well, yes. Cause my ultimate goal is to become a pro league judge. I okay. be pro league level. Yeah. So that's my ultimate goal, obviously to be at that. But, well, tell me, tell me about that. How do you, how does one who may be out there thinking of doing this get to that level? And I guess you're probably, you sound like the type that once you get to the level of being a pro level judge, you're going to be like, okay, now I want to be Olympia level judge. You're like, so. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, how does one yeah. take those steps, you know, and in going into, going into that? Judging yeah. Yeah. Question? That's a good question. Um, so uh, you can, I mean, anyone can volunteer or ask about judging in their particular state that they're in, because that's something that's overseen by the NPC chairman of each state. Um, so you can always volunteer and, you know, contact that person and ask them more about it, but there is a whole process to it. Like, for example, in my state, the way we did it was you had to test judge. Um, I believe it was at least three competitions, three NPC competitions, and they score you and they score you in each and every division. Like you judge all the divisions. And so you get your score back, just like you're back in, you know, high school and you can see your accuracy, you know, your percentage that you get and you have to score at a certain level or higher. I believe it's like 86%, 88%. It's, it's fairly high, like your level of accuracy that you need to have. So there are people who, um, you know, volunteer to do that and may not, make that cut or pass, but then there are others that that do. And there's no requirement to be, you know, a pro athlete or necessarily have competed in X number of NPC shows or anything like that. It's really like anyone who loves a sport and wants to be part of it could. You just have to prove obviously that you have the, you know, the knowledge and the expertise to be able to do that. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. I actually did that myself in yeah. uh, Colorado a long time ago. So yeah, the test judging, I always thought it was kind of fun, but it's, it's nice to see like on the back end, especially for competitors to hear like that, especially at the NPC level, it's not just Joe, you pulled off a squat rack who, you know, knows a little bit about bodybuilding that you had judge bikini. Like he was actually met a criteria for that. So that's, exactly. that's pretty cool to like, at least for the people to hear that that's part of it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And I like to tell people that like, you know, in our area, we're always looking for more judges because we want, you know, a big pool of people to, to be able to choose from, you know, you want some diversity. Um, and so people are available to do that and they're interested in it. You know, I always encourage them to you know, contact our chairman here locally and, you know, they can test judge. And, and like I said, you know, just based on, on the scores, we're only going to move people on obviously as they're, you know, deemed fit as they show that they have that knowledge, you know, that's necessary. And then the athletes know that they have qualified judges who know what they're doing, you know, and there's a, there's a process and a protocol to it, which I think as an athlete is very, you know, comforting to know, like you said, it's not just, you know, some dude, so-and-so's friend from down the street or someone that's, you know, a lot of people think it's political. They think things are, you know, they're connected to certain teams or certain sponsors and it's just not true. Yeah. Like, I love, I love the the political one. That's so funny. Um, me and me and my friend, James, we always like, whenever he wins or I win, he's like, oh, that's politics. Like we just mess with each other. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing because 
the judges have, especially at the NPC level, have no idea who the co who they coach with. Like no one knows. Like it's very rare they yeah. even know at a pro level. There's just too many people. Like who they are, and it's pretty rare that they even know. Like unless it's like someone like you know me and Ashley or something, because we do so much together. Like it's they just don't know and they don't care even if they do. You know, it's not like it matters. It's uh, people people put too much into that. So if if someone's telling you, just so you guys know, you're hearing it from a judge, hearing it from me who's got a ton of experience. If you, someone tells you, hey, it's politics, like know that they do not know. But I will say the top coaches, they do produce generally the top results. You'll see a lot of guys like, you know, Odo has got a big team. He gets That's a lot true. of wins. They're like, oh, it's politics. They're like, no, he's just good at his job and he's got a lot of athletes. So you see him more often. That's <laughs> that's how it goes. Right, right. That's part of part of its statistics, right? A lot of those bigger teams like yourself or like you mentioned, Kimoto, they're going to have more athletes in a show. And a lot of those those teams like you're there in Las Vegas, right? Um, you know, every particular area is going to have like a bigger team, right? Or a coach who might be a little bit more successful or more well-known. And generally they have more athletes in the show. So statistically more athletes are going to place, Yeah, and, you know, and also, people tend to think that it's political or it's associated with that yeah, team. On, it's really just numbers. on top of that, when you get to a higher level of coaching, you get better athletes too. So people don't understand that. Like, because people will start off with a small coach at their gym and then they're like, oh, I want to go to the next level. I need to contact whoever. And so sometimes you just get lucky, you know, as a coach, you know, I'll say that too, you know, sometimes I'll just get a girl who's pretty much, I just got to, you know, put an inch on her glutes, take a half inch <laughs> off her waist. And I'm like, okay, hey, and you know, and then the next thing you know, you know, politics, because she joined him. I'm like, no, she was already there. You know, some, of course, you, you go from A to Z, but some you go from Y to Z, you know, and you get a lot more of those, the better you are, that you get a lot more Y's and X's disease than you do uh, when you first started, that's for sure. So yeah, that's that's fun. I'm glad I'm glad that actually jumped off into a into a subject because that's the one that people really do need to hear. It's it's never the coach; it's always your your body, and the the judges never know who your coach is. It's especially at the NPC level; like they they do not know, they do not care, and there's no no reason for them to care. You know, it just doesn't matter. Exactly. I don't want to know. Like I don't want to know. I don't want someone to say, you know, this is my friend. They're competing this because again, doesn't matter to me. It's not going to affect any scoring, but the less I know, the better. In fact, so when we get our score sheets, and I don't know if every state and, and show does it the same, but we literally just have a number. I don't have a name. So even if someone did try to say, oh, my friend, you know, Ashley, whatever, um, you know, is competing, look for her. Cause people do try and do that sometimes. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't need to know. Yeah. So I wouldn't even have any idea. Like you said, the team, um, you know, what their name is or like their experience. Like I like to tell people, like, I don't even know if you just won an overall in you know New York last week and you're competing in Utah this week. We don't have any history, any background. And to add to that point, we don't know how many you know Instagram followers you have. <laughs> like we don't care about social media. That's not gonna, you know, make someone win an award just because they have, you know, followers on social media. It all comes down to your physique. Yeah, it's funny. I had I had a really funny conversation with this uh with this athlete once because some there was a coach, obviously he's not like that successful. He's like, oh well Adam you know, greases the pockets of whatever, whatever judge. And I'm like, and I was like, I was laughing. I was like, now uh, I'm not saying that I'd be above doing that if it was an option, <laughs> but it's just not an option. And I couldn't imagine going up to a judge and being like, Hey, like, how would you even get that conversation started? Right. You know, it's so funny. Yeah. I'm like, but let's just, I'm like, I'm not above it. If it was an option, <laughs> so funny. They're cracking up. I was like, yeah, that's, that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. Mm -hmm. so, so funny. But, um, now, going into, obviously, your judging career, so you started off at a local level, um, you went to a national level, so you're a national level judge. How does one, and this is good for the pros to hear, too, and for the national level, national level competitors to know, okay, so you have your local level, and this is 
people don't seem to understand this. There's different levels of competitors. You have your local level, national level, pro level, Olympia level competitors, but you also have the same for judges, you know? And I think that, that people, it's important for people to know you kind of graduate to these things and you don't just, you know, come off the squat rack, pass one test and you're judging the Olympia. Like you're, yeah. it's a process. And so um, with you going to even a national level, how, how did that process go to get there? So the national level competitors know, Hey, there's a, you know, a, a, a better pool of people. I'm getting more accurate results. Right. Yeah. So once, you know, you feel like you're qualified or you're at that level. So for me, that was, I did that two years ago in Phoenix at the USA's. Um, so by that point, I've been judging over five, about five years. I think wow, I started judging crazy. in 2016, 2015. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I felt like pretty, like I had a pretty good handle on it. Right. And I know what I'm looking for and you want to be aware of like what's happening on the national level. Right. Not just like your local stage because you know across the board you're not going to get the same thing right in california or louisiana and or miami and i don't mean to say that like the the physiques are different or they're judged differently i just mean like you want to have some good experience right like not just in your little hometown but um so once i got to the point where i felt like i was ready for that you know i reached out to you know we have our um big national level shows like with uh, Gary Udit and you know some of those that are that are hosting and promoting those shows right and obviously all this goes through the head office the national you know npc office so obviously president jim mannion and you know tyler mannion are going to be the ones that ultimately give you that that permission and that okay and then it's a matter of arranging it with um the promoters of that event so that's what i did and reached out to um you know sandy williamson was the one that was you know, scheduling and choosing the judges at that show, at that event in Phoenix. So they said to me, okay, yes, we've set this up. You know, you have permission to test judge at this show. And so I arrived and, you know, they gave me like very particular, um, you know, score sheets and things to do. And I was expecting it to be pretty intense, but it was, I have to admit, like even more intense than I thought it would be. It's almost like taking like an ACT or an SAT, <laughs> you know, for like your college career like it's a big deal and clearly you you know you want to score well and um you know show that you know what you're doing but it was it's really fast you know so on the national level like you had to I had to keep up with you know how quick that that judging moves there's so many bodies on stage right compared to an NPC show one of the things we had to do in particular that was that was really challenging was we had to um, choose our top five like immediately before any call outs happen or any comparisons. So with every group that came up, we had to, to write down our top five and then pass it in, like turn it in before whoever was head judging at that moment, you know, showed who their top picks were for that group. Does that make sense? That's yeah, that's pretty actually I could judge a show pretty good at this point and I've done it, but picking a top five out of 30 girls before comparisons would be a challenge. Oh like, yeah. And it, and it, it was up. more than 30 in a lot of those groups, you know, yeah. this is classic physique. This is men's physique. This is women's, you know, yeah, fitness every division. So that'd be tough. I, I don't think, yeah, that'd be tough. I wonder how I would do that. I, I would love to see how I would score against like a Sandy. Cause I probably would, I think picking one, two and three is pretty easy. You know, one and two is always pretty, pretty there. Like, stand out. Obvious, mm -hmm. right? But three, four, five, six, those are like, those are pretty tough. You know, that's pretty, they all look kind of, they kind of blend together like four through 10, you know? So that would be, that would be tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. Pretty, so that's that, that was super challenging and I didn't know we were going to have to do that. So, so yeah, that, that day, Steve Weinberger was judging at one point, you know, Sandy was judging at one point, Tyler was judging at one point, Etila. So you had different head judges, 
you know, and obviously we want consistency across the board, but those were different divisions as well. You know, those different judges were, were judging, but, but that was kind of fun. It was a fun challenge. So we did that. And then obviously, you know, scoring the whole group. Um, and then, you know, you turned in all those scores and then all of that's literally like a, like a, like I said, it's almost comparison compared to like a, you know, an ACT or an SAT. Like they went and, and went off and scored all of those, um, different divisions for accuracy. And so I was super happy when I got that email that said, congratulations, you know, you passed, you're a national level judge now. That's cool. Yeah. So that's cool. I feel like in the scenario, in that scenario, it might be easier to pass as a pro judge than a national level judge, just because of how many, just the sheer volume of people you run into at a show, right? Because yeah. I mean, bikinis, what is going to have at a bikini show? Uh, 40 people sometimes times eight classes. So right versus like you know 30 at a pro show that's it might actually be easier. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but i mean at least just like a pro show you only had to we only had to score up to you know 15 yeah or so after 16 everyone ties so yeah so okay going into um judging i, I think this is a fun one to talk about too especially because you're a bikini pro you're right the b bikini division has evolved at this point um oh, yeah. i don't how I don't know. What's your current status as a bikini pro? Like, where have you, where's so your- So I'm not competing that? anymore. Yeah. Um, is that what you mean? Yeah. Like when was your last competition? And so my last one was in 2019. Um, so I competed in Puerto Rico and I competed at the Legends Classic, the Muscle Contest show that year. So I placed, my highest placing in the open was ninth. I placed, placed ninth at the Legends that year at Muscle Contest. I was super proud of just being a- master's competitor you know sometimes you're on stage with with these beautiful girls you know half your age so I was super proud of that placing um but yeah after that obviously as we all know a lot of shows you know became delayed and and everything going into 2020 so it was around that time that I just decided you know what I'm gonna be I'm gonna call it on competing I've had a good run about five years of competing as a pro um love it but I'm just gonna focus on judging and um promoting my show and just making that like the best Okay, cool. So as a, as a national level judge now, obviously it's evolved a little bit since you've been competing too. Uh, what are, what would you say the current criteria is for bikini for someone who's saying, okay, I want to go to nationals. I want to go from NPC to nationals. Um, or I guess NPC is nationals, but I want to go to the national stage, eventually get a pro card. What do I need to be looking at as a criteria for 2023? Like what is, what am I looking at in terms of, you know, my, my lines, my muscularity, what are you looking for as a judge, as a description for people maybe uh, watching this and trying to figure that out? Um, yeah, I guess I'm trying to understand exactly what you mean by that. Cause I feel like with the criteria with bikini tends to be about the same, right? As far as like, do you mean like in particular where we'll talk about, you know, like shoulders, but not caps, like we don't want to see striations in the glutes, like things like that. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, just to get a good synopsis of what a national level judge would be looking for to give a pro card to someone going from, you know, competing at a local show and what they should be prepared for to go into to like a national show, you know? I mean, and that's tricky because honestly, as you and I know, like really it shouldn't be all that different, right? Whether it's a national, a local show or like a national level show, but we tend to see clearly if you're national level and you're qualified to compete at that level, you're, you're going to see a higher, higher caliber of athletes on that stage typically. Right. Yeah. Not to say that we don't see a, a first time competitor at an NBC show come in sometimes with like a blow you away, you know, national level physique. We've all, I've seen that in like the true novice category before at a show where you're like, where did this person come from? Yeah. You know, they, <laughs> they apparently were a true novice and never competed, but, you know, they just 
came in like one and done and, and take the show. I've seen someone do that before where they won the bikini overall um, and came in as a true novice competitor. But um, yeah, so I don't feel like the criteria is, is, is drastically different, but yeah, to just to your point, like we generally are going to look for, you know, the, the shape in the glutes as far as like that fullness and that roundness, right. The good development, but um, not striated, like not so, sh you know, lean or super shredded where, you know, we start to, to feel like it's like too hard is typically the word that people will use, right. In the bikini category, yeah. or sometimes we see people come in like almost like too lean and then they start to look like stringy Yeah, um, is the term we'll kind of use. And so that emphasis for sometimes like newer athletes, or maybe those that are less experienced, sometimes they're just really focused on being lean, lean, lean. Like I want to, I'm like, I want to be my leanest on stage, right. Or that lower body fat percentage. And that's not always going to be your best physique on stage, right? Like we still want to see that fullness in the, in the glutes and in the shoulders, you know, obviously like we're looking for that, that shape in bikini, that the, the curves, in, you know, from your shoulder to your narrow waist, right. And those full glutes. Um, and nothing is, is um, going to be like overdeveloped or stand out too much. Right. Cause even as we've seen sometimes, like we get a little obsessed with our booty and building the booty and bikini, but there is a point where that can even be like too dominant or too, uh, maybe like overtrained, yeah, and and we want all of that to be um, in the right proportion with everything else. Okay, cool. So it's good for good for people to know, especially on the conditioning one. Uh, one thing I I tell, I've kind of been using the term for a while. Um, pretty muscle, you know. I always say, you know, it needs to be pretty muscle, not. And everyone's like, well, what's pretty muscle? And I'm like, well, and this is a kind of a crude way of describing it, but it's the only way I could kind of come up with. But I always kind of refer to because people always know this. Like when I say it, they they understand it. Okay. I say so pretty muscle is kind of like. If you see like a horse walking and you see all those like striations in their hips when they walk, like a, you mm -hmm. see it, like all those fibers and you see all that, that is too much. It's like, if you're starting to see that when a girl's walking, the striations, that's where you left pretty muscle. So the pretty muscles, you know, full, like Maureen where it's full, but there's not striations. There's, it's, um, it's like a vibrant, good skin tone. It's full. It doesn't look overly dieted down. Um, that type of thing. So that looks kind of my feminine. Idea. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a little bit of softness to it. Right. Even though we don't mean soft by being like you know, not conditioned enough on stage, but more, yeah, I agree with you. It's got that feminine look. It's still a little bit soft. Yeah. It's but, just, I, I was like, if you could look at, I would say, you know, think about like a, a construction worker who's always in the sun and he's got like those, those crazy vascularity and deep grooves in his muscle that like, that like construction blacksmith worker type of muscle, you know, like that dense, deep grooves, like you don't want that in bikini. That's, that's, that's not pretty muscle. So that's kind of how I, how I, kind of coin I like that. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> I'm going to steal that now. No, good. Do it. It's been, I've been I will attribute it to you. <laughs> pretty muscle. Yeah. Pretty muscle. So uh, pretty that's, muscle. I feel like that's a, an easy one for people to understand when you describe what pretty muscle isn't, then they can kind of just understand what it is, you know? So um, right. anyway, so I, I really like that we're doing this interview because obviously you went from bikini pro to judge to now having your, your own show, which I have here, the, uh, the Wasatch warrior hammer. That, sledgehammer, uh, yes. <laughs> that Ashley has. We have two of them in this office, uh, which is awesome. And she, uh, you know, we'll probably be doing that show again this year. So yeah. How does so? And one thing I need to put it. We need to put out there. So first off, this is going to be a team show for us this year. I think that's we have a few team shows a year where we'll get athletes from all over the country and they kind of come out and they have a good time with their the other team elite physique athletes. So we'll be there and hopefully we'll have a, a fun Great. crew there. That's everyone's having a good time. But I think a lot of people see, you know, someone like Ashley or whatever doing the Wasatch Warrior and know that it's a pro show. 
but sometimes people don't think don't, don't know it's a pro-am show and right it is an npc and an ifbb show um not just an ifbb pro show and that show seems to be growing every year right yeah i mean it's eight years now this is the eighth year of the show so it's uh you know very well established i have a lot of athletes that come back year after year both both amateurs and pro athletes, which I just absolutely love. Like that's the biggest compliment an athlete can give to me is saying, you know, like, I love the show. I'm going to keep coming back every year. Like I have a great experience. Like that is exactly why I started promoting and originally wanted to promote a show. I just wanted athletes, like as an athlete myself, I knew what it was like, you know, being on that side of things. And I just wanted it to be like a fun event. I mean, competing is always going to be a little bit stressful, but I try to make it as stress-free as possible for the athletes and try to, you know, make it just really organized, put out information well ahead of time, you know, and just so they know like where they're going and where they need to be, right? And when is check-ins. And I just know as an athlete, that's super helpful when, um, you know, we can control as many variables as we can, right? There's certain things we can't control, but I feel like when you're, you know, organized and you're in control of, of everything as an athlete, that's going to lend itself to having like the best experience possible and having a fun time, whether you go home with that first place trophy or not, right. You can still have fun and still have a good time. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny. You touched on something there where you said, um, some athletes do it every year and, um, you know, you'll see someone like Ashley who does it every year, but you know, she's competing, you know, 10, 15 times, whatever at the rest of the shows, Uh, but they don't, you don't think about the NPC guy who just does that one show once a year. And people don't realize that that's a thing. You know, that is a, that's a really common thing. I've had that happen for years where I'll have like the same guy do the same show for like six years. I think I have one guy who's done it for like six years straight. And um, he never wants to go past that. He's just happy doing the NPC show. Mm -hmm. Um, But for him, it's like, no, it's just one time a year. It just helps me stay in shape. Like it gets me in shape, gives me a goal, a time-based deadline to get in shape too. Gets me ready for summer. And that's all it is. I don't want to go pro. He's a career guy. He's like, yeah, right. I don't need anything past my career. I'm good. And I just want to have fun with this and get in shape once a year. So I think that. Yeah, and that's awesome. Like no one said you awesome. have to go pro, right? You can yeah. love competing and be a part of the sport. That doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't count or you're not good enough. If you don't like you think about people who run marathons, like not everyone wants to qualify for Boston. Like some people yeah. go run a six hour marathon and they're perfectly happy doing it. They love running and, and they keep doing it right? Maybe one marathon a year, same kind of thing, right? It, it gets you in shape, get to be part of the sport. Sometimes they love the, you know, the camaraderie and the experience of getting up on stage. So yeah, that makes me so happy. Like, I love it when people tag me on pictures with like all their trophies in a row or like all their medals. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that part of it. I think, you know, especially with you being a pro um, and me, you know, obviously coaching people at a high level there, people think, oh yeah, they would they don't really like care about that. But I think I get so much joy out of the transformation girl who's like actually accomplished her goals. And I always say it's it's fun. Both are fun, but they're fun in their different ways. You know, when you get someone who's in really, really good shape and then you get them into better shape to go to a show, it's it's fun because it's challenging me versus other coaches, right? And the athlete, it's challenging them to to win the whole show when they're at that level, right? So that's kind of where the fun is, right? It's It's harder. It's more challenging for me. It forces me to be a better coach. But the, when you take someone from who didn't have the confidence that they wanted to, you know, that they, they could have had to having their dream body. And even if they placed, you know, 10th out of 10, but they're their best they've ever been like, that's so rewarding and it's a fun in a different way. And I think that, oh, yeah. um, th- that needs to be out there more, right? Like we need to hear more about people doing your show once a year, getting in shape for summer, like these things. I think that needs to be out there more that, um, that we want it to happen. You know, I think you're this on the same page. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. We love, I love, we love all those people. I mean, we want all of you there. It's not. And like you said, I think a lot of people focus on the pros, right. Or they'll sometimes say like, think that they're not good enough to compete on that stage. And I have to remind them like, listen, first of all, you're not on stage at the same time as the pros, right? The amateurs go on at one point, the pros come on another point. No one is comparing you to the pro athletes that are up there, right? It's a completely different, different thing. Like, so get that out of your head, right? Like sometimes that can be a little bit intimidating to people, but no, every single person that comes, like I told you, like, I, I love it. I'll be at the gym, you know, here locally sometimes and someone will come up to me and be like, I don't, you don't know me, but I did your show two years ago. Like, I, and they're like wearing the t-shirt or something like <laughs> that. And I absolutely love that. Like, that means a lot to me. It really does. Cause there's, there's a lot of shows out there. There's, there's shows in all different cities every weekend of the year. Right. And so that's, that's the other reason I try to make my show a great experience and make it really fun for everybody is because I know that they have options and they can go do a show anywhere else. But it's amazing to me. Like I've had, I've had people this last year, there was people from 25 different States. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That registered for the show going through the NPC um, registration. Yeah. So it is incredible for me to see that, you know, we've got people from Texas, we've got people from Pennsylvania, we've got people not to mention the, you know, international athletes that are coming for the pro portion, but that's so fun for me to have all these different people coming from all different places. Yeah. And I think one of the things to talk about at your show too, uh, especially for people who are trying to get to the next level, um, you know, you're going to have all levels of competition there, but you're going to have national level competitors at your show, especially with the time frame of it being, um, so, uh, the date of your show exactly is what date exactly? April 15th. Yeah, and it was April. I didn't know if I the date off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with that time frame, you have all of your national shows are going to be starting up pretty soon. So you're going to have some girls that are ahead of the game getting ready and trying to get their qualification. And you're going to have right. some people. It's kind of like that good in-between show because you get the shows that are in like June and July. Like those girls are pretty much going to USA's um, and they're kind of trying to qualify again because they're going to, the, to, to those shows. But in April, it's kind of like right in the middle of where the national shows are, like the big national shows. And so you have some girls that are ahead and they're like, yeah, I just need to qualify. And then you have some girls that are just giving their first one. So it's a really good like starting point to, to go to on that show versus like a show like the the last weekend of June. It's like that girl's going to go to universe and then USA's and then North Americans. Like you're going to run into some real national level competition at those. So yeah. it's different for each that you get it kind of get the best of both worlds there. And I would say it's a pretty good size show too. So it gives you a good challenge. But on top of that, it's a pro show. So you're going to have pro judges on panel. Um, so you get to get in front of those judges. And really find where you're at, which is, I always say, if you're trying to get to the next level, you got to get in front of the judges that are going to be judging you at the next level so they can give you some real feedback on what you need to work on to to be where you want to be. So, Yeah, it's true. Um, Most of the judges on my panel, I mean, I fly them in from all over, right? So again, they're not local judges. Um, We usually have like one or two local judges sometimes because we want to like fill out that panel or maybe have an alternate. But pretty much every judge that's on my panel each year judge at national shows. So they're going to probably be on your panel at, you know, North Americans or Masters or, you know, Universe and all these shows that you're mentioning. So like you said, it's a great opportunity to get in front of those judges and get their feedback. And then you do have time to fine tune some things right before going to um, those pro qualifying shows. Yeah. So um, now what else? So at your show, I guess, you know, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit here and I don't mean to, okay. but, <laughs> but like, let's say I'm a competitor doing one show and I'm a competitor going to your show. I guess, what would be the differentiating factors of like why I would go to your show versus a regular show? And I think this is important for people to know, like, Hey, you know, your shows that you pick are all brand by different promoters. You're going to get something different at all of them. Um, right. And what would be kind of the Wasatch Warriors um, thing there? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, the things that I think are unique, obviously, first of all, like I'm partial to Utah and Salt Lake City because I think it's gorgeous. Like I think if you're traveling to a show, if you're choosing, you know, from all the other ones that are out there, I personally love to travel and I want to go someplace that's like beautiful and scenic. So it's very unique that way. You've been here, Adam. I mean, you've yeah. lived in, in Colorado too, right? So you've been spoiled with mountains, but um, yeah, the no, mountains I would are- say the mountains in Salt Lake City though are... Um... It's just, I think you're just closer to there and they seem higher or closer. I don't know. I saw, I was like, man, these mountains are like, right. They're like 3d, uh, the mountains in Denver, they, they're like far enough away where you, they're kind of more of a landscape, like kind of too far away, but yours Mm -hmm. are kind of like right in your face. (laughs) So I I saw them and then I was, uh, you have good scooter, good scooters and good food. If they have scooters, (laughs) I'm all over town on scooters. We have scooters all And so that's the second thing I was just going to point out is the show takes place downtown, right? They're in downtown Salt Lake city. It's 10 minutes from the airport. Like it is so fast and close and easy to get to, which again, like I pointed out earlier, when those things are convenient and you're an athlete traveling, right? The the closer things are and the more convenient it is to get things can actually make a big difference, right? When you're traveling possibly across country or maybe you're bringing your food with you and you got a lot of luggage or whatever, you can just fly in and then get to your host hotel. For me, that's always was a big deal in um, competing. So I think that's a great feature. And then not to mention good food, like Salt Lake, like people love their food here. Like we're big foodies. So right there downtown where the show is, there's just like a million good places right around every corner that you can. um, And I actually make a list usually every year. I often have it at the front desk. Um, Sometimes I'll attach it to an email. I'll try to do that this year when I send out like email invites to all the pros, but I actually have like a food list that gives some <laughs> recommendations because um, food's a big deal, right? When you've competed, like you want to go and celebrate and enjoy. But yeah, we're literally like a block away from like where like all the restaurants and bars are that are open all night. So it's just really easy to get done with the show. And it's not going to be one of those places where like everything is closed at nine o'clock. Like you're right downtown. So everything's open like, you know, hours and hours after the show, <laughs> you're good. So that's kind of fun. So we've got fun places, you know, burger places, Nacho Daddy, whatever you want to go get sushi, it's going to be right there. So that's also like a really fun thing as an athlete. And then the next thing is I really try to inundate these athletes with swag. Like I know how much athletes love their swag and love to get like a loaded bag with all that good stuff. So every athlete gets the, you know, show t-shirt, amateur and pros alike. Uh, pros do get a hoodie, which I love seeing Ashley wear that. She's always posting the hoodie <laughs> from my show when she's traveling, um, that Wasatch Warrior hoodie. So I try to get something a little bit special on top of that for the pros, because I do recognize that they're typically traveling from farther, um, you know, possibly even internationally. So I want them to have something to take away from the show to be a good memory um, and kind of show my gratitude for them being there. But uh, for all athletes, yeah, just tons of swag. Like last year, like whether it was Celsius, West Coast Confections, um, like tons of good to go bars. I mean, you name it. Like we get as much stuff in that swag bag. So those athletes just, you know, really, really feel like, you know, we appreciate them being here. I'm hearing stories lately of athletes saying like there wasn't even a show t-shirt. They didn't even get a swag bag at all. And I don't know. I kind of feel like like that's like a requisite thing that every athlete should get <laughs> i would say yeah it used to be like most shows but now it's like a lot of shows just don't have anything shirts or swag bags i would say like right. it's probably like 50 percent now they don't have they have that too which is weird to me i don't know i and, and you know it can be a lot of work like as a promoter that's me reaching out to these different companies i have relationships with it's 
people don't realize when you have like 300 plus athletes, you know, to stuff swag bags and like I have pallets of things coming in, like it's kind of a lot, right? Yeah, to, but to it's, assemble it all. It's yes, for sure. Like I have a great crew that helps to do that. But but my point is just like it's it's worth it to me. And I feel like I just appreciate what these athletes are putting in to the show, like the investment of their time, you know, what they're paying to be part of the show. So I just want to give them the quality back that I feel like they deserve. Like I see, I see athletes as like, I'm in the hospitality business, right? If you, if I had a Marriott hotel and you're coming to stay at my hotel, like I want you to have a five-star experience. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's funny thing is about the, the shows that don't have shirts. I kind of miss those. Cause there was a time where it was in Denver um, at Jeff's shows and it was just a few shows, but it was really cool. I wish it would have taken off, but it didn't take off too much. But um, when they had the lighter colored shirt, so they'd have like a white colored shirt or a gray shirt or whatever. Um, some of the girls and some of the men's physique guys would just go around to like people that they met that were their friends or coaches or people they followed on YouTube or whatever, or their teammates and then have them sign the shirt. Oh, and okay. it was kind of, it was kind of cool. And so like, you'd have a girl with like had all her class sign it, right. Her whole, yeah. like whatever people were in their class and like, she wore it to the gym and that's everything. I know it's stupid, but it's kind of one of those memories. That. That's yeah, cool. It's, like, it's one of those memory things where it's like cute and you look back and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that girl. And like, that type of thing. And, and that's what people don't understand too, is like the more fun and more organized the show is, the less stressful it is, the more um, you're going to meet people backstage, you're going to have fun. And some of these girls make these lifelong friends. Um, oh yeah. Some of my best friends ever. Yeah. It's, it's from competing together and like just bonding backstage and having a good time together. Yeah. And it's cool when it's organized like that. I think your yours is in your, in the host hotel too, right? So there's yes. no, no travel, which is another thing people don't think about. Sometimes the host hotel, and it's something that, especially if you're a competitor and you have the option of staying in the host hotel, do that. <laughs> Stay in the host hotel because what'll happen, <laughs> you can't control the weather. And if you have your tan, your hair, your makeup, and you're in your hotel, and then you got to go outside to an Uber and there's no, you know, you have to walk through rain sometimes. It's a, it could be a total nightmare. The rain can cause the frizzing of your hair and all that. And so when you can just walk downstairs, it's just so nice. You know, it's such a nice oh, yeah. And that way too, you can like just go upstairs and rest between, you know, morning and night show or put your feet up. And it's, again, it's not, yeah, so much run around and travel and yeah, exactly. And so. People too, at your show, uh, you have a live stream on your show for the amateurs? Yes. Yeah, uh -huh. okay, that's good too. Because a lot of shows don't have that. And I think it's real important for people who are traveling for shows whose family wants to see the show. I think it's a big miss. Like in today's oh. technology days, I'm like, I don't know why you wouldn't have a live stream at every show especially because you can make money on it as a promoter. There's no reason not to at least justify that, you know, minor expense to give people the option of having their families watch from a different state, you know? So. Oh, for sure. And, and, you know, I even have like locals that will, you know, post pictures and tag me on it that they're streaming just because they're at their kid's football game or, you know, they would love to be there if they could, but they're like diehard fans of the sport. So they will even purchase live stream, you know, just right here in town. So, yeah. so yeah, sure. Have the live stream available. Definitely. It's an important one too, especially for when you have like, let's say grandmas and grandpas that are, you know, they might not be able to be, they, they don't want to sit there for five hours through all night show and get to the bikini class and the age class yeah. bikini girls on at nine 30 at night. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it is what it is. It's, there's a lot of people at the show. It's going to take a long time. So it's like, you know, it's nice for them to have it at the house. So yeah. So thanks for doing that. So anyway, going, yeah. going with that. So we went over your, your career as a bikini pro, we went into your judging and we went into your show promoting. But we didn't go into is how did you even get to that point? So if someone is in, and I like that you did this because there's a lot of people that are in the fitness industry that think that, you know, once they um, compete and they're done, they're like, that's it. I'm done. You know, I don't have anything else to do, but I'm like, there's so many avenues uh, that oh, yeah. you go into for 
um, for your career in fitness and mm -hmm. how did you decide that you wanted to do that? And do you do anything else in fitness too? I mean, I know that you do obviously the judging in the shows, but do you do anything else too? Um, as far as you mean, like professionally, like I am yeah. a coach and trainer. Yeah. Okay. So I do um, posing clients, like as long as they're not competing in any shows I'm judging in, I can work with posing clients, which I love to do. And I do some of those through Zoom and some of them are one-on-one -on -one right here in town, like in person. Um, and then I also put on usually like one to two workshops a year. So I'm really passionate about that just because I love like kind of like educating people and especially helping out people who are just getting into the sport. Cause I just know like at the time that I was um, just started competing, this is like 10 plus years ago now. Um, but there just wasn't a lot of that happening at the time. So it was really kind of, there was a big learning curve because you might do a couple shows or compete a few times and you kind of almost had to figure out by trial and error like what to do what not to do and there just wasn't as much resources as far as um you know teaching you the basic information and even just talking about like tanning and prepping your skin and like getting the right fit on your bikini and all those little details that really matter yeah and it, and actually that's a good point too we have um opposing class this weekend, April, uh, February, it's February 11th when we're, is the posing class. If this is, if you're watching this past it, uh, February 11th, we have a full workshop, but yeah, I've been doing those for, uh, 10, 11 years now, something like that. I remember oh, I had, I didn't awesome. want to, you were in my area. Where were you when I needed you? <laughs> Every Saturday in Denver for eight <laughs> years, I think I did one besides like, awesome. uh, during December, I think it was the only time I didn't, but yeah, those are huge for, um, just people learning. It's fun to meet new people, see who's coming up at the NPC. So I'm glad that you're doing that too. So, but how did you get to the show though? How did you get to being a show promoter? How's that transition work for people who want, maybe you want to do that? Well, yeah, that's a lot harder than you think. Like there's a lot of people, sometimes people will come up to me at a show and be like, oh, hey, I want to do that. Yeah. So like, I'm going to tell, and I'm like, oh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, it's, it's really not that simple. Like you can't just like come forward and just be like, hey, I want to do a show. And like, they just hand it to you. Like, obviously um, you know, it took, it took some time. Like I came forward at the time that, that I kind of, uh, contacted, you know, the head office and expressed the interest in doing that. There was no pro show in Utah. There was no IFBB pro. So mine is the first ever IFBB pro league event in the state of Utah. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm That's pretty cool. Super excited about, I'm very proud of that. Yeah. So that was a big part of it. And that's actually how I initially um, got the event is because I just said, hey, like I can do this. You know, I had to like do a lot of, there was a lot of communication back and forth. I would say at least like six to nine months, if I had to guess, um, you know, and discussions about it and like, where would you hold it? And, you know, kind of going through some of those basics and before I finally, you know, kind of got the okay and the permission to do it. And so when it first started, the very first year, it was actually only, a pro event. There was no NPC the first year. Okay. Yeah. So. People, I don't think people realize how much work goes into it too. I've co-promoted two shows myself. Oh, like, yeah? was like, you know, years ago I was like, oh, I, I want to do this. You know, I want to do this part of it too. Like I was coaching already and I was like, yeah, I could do it. And so I co-promoted two shows that were already existing and I didn't, and I like jumped full on in, you know, everything I do, I do hundred percent. And I was like, man, this is so much work. Like, I didn't realize it was like a full-time job to do this small local yeah. show, you know? And it's like, people don't understand. Like, I can't even imagine doing a pro show, but how much actual work goes into it and the promoting of it and going to the gyms and giving them flyers and having seminars and getting your goodie bags together and getting sponsors to buy booths and this and that. I'm like, this is crazy. This is a full-time 
gig, like full time. A lot of detail, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. I mean, the best comparison I've ever heard is it's like a wedding because the thing is, it's all that work involved, like you just described, but it also, everything has to culminate and like come together perfectly at like one specific time. Yeah. So, which is just that added pressure, right? Because there's a deadline, there's a timeline, but you know, there's certain things that are sometimes like out of your control or like some vendor doesn't deliver your say trophies on time or like there's all these things that inevitably are possibly going to go wrong no matter how far in advance you've ordered those trophies or what have you, right? Like people are human. Sometimes things don't go according to plan. So that's been the, the, the big learning curve. Like for me, is just like adjusting to the fact that like, okay, I can be super well organized and very well prepared, but everything isn't always going to go exactly as I want it to, but you just, you know, you do your best. And after, at this point for me, like eight years in, right. It's kind of just like clockwork. Like I start way in advance. Like you said, people don't realize how much work goes into it. I mean, I'm like in the fall, I start prepping things, right. Making changes to the website, contacting sponsors, all that good stuff. And then like by January, you know, I'm paying my sanctions to the pro league, you know, to even hold the show. So I've put in, you know, a good $15,000 or so at this point, just to like, have permission to have the show. Like that's like nothing else, you know, aside, like just that. And then, you know, when you have the pro show, there's also like, you know, prize money involved and, um, but just, yeah, lots of moving parts so that, you know, as that timeline gets closer and closer, like we're nine weeks out this Saturday, like to me, that's not a lot of time. Like to yeah. me, I'm like, Oh, okay. It's go time. Yeah. It'll that come quick. Like, I've, I've been part of a lot of shows that were like, a mess that just that things just happen and it wasn't the promoter's fault, but you know, it looks like it's your fault because there's no, you know, you're the one that's going to get the blame part. of it. Yeah. Yes. You're going to get the blame of it. It's just nothing you could do. Um, I remember was, the one was kind of, it wasn't that bad, but it was just like, so I was like, man, just one thing really throws things off. And what happened was there, um, the plaques didn't come in, the trophies came in, but the oh. plaques didn't, mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have the plaques with them or they lost them or something happened. Right. So they're just giving everyone empty trophies and then they were writing, they had to go backstage write down on an envelope every client every person and it was like you know 300 plus people in the show had to write on an envelope 300 like what division what placing like after they got off stage so they had this huge stack of envelopes and the promoter was like okay do not lose <laughs> these envelopes and then when they came in they mailed them out you know so it was like big problem solving all the time too i was like man that was oh, a yeah yeah. And I feel for that promoter, like that promoter may have had that order in way in advance, right? And totally prepared. And it might've been the vendor that didn't pull through. Right. But who does yeah. everyone look at? Like you said, they're all like, what a loser. This guy yeah, isn't exactly. ready. He's probably sitting at USPS somewhere <laughs> under a shelf. You know what I mean? The, probably the in China waiting. For the <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I remember there was, um, actually, you know, what's funny is a, this would be a funny promoter story to you. I've told this to Tarek and Tamer once too. Um, my favorite show I've ever been to in my entire life counting. I've been to the Olympia since I was a kid, you know, but my favorite show I ever went to in my entire life was this show that Tamer and Tarek threw that they threw it together in less than 24 hours because of COVID. And it was Wait, the, the most, oh yeah. The hookah bar, oh. the hookah lounge show. That was forever. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever have a better experience than the hookah lounge show <laughs> than Tamer and Tarek threw. I mean, it was a party in there. Um, so like the, it just shows you like what can go wrong. I mean, I had, what's funny is I was living in Denver, but we just bought the gym out here in Vegas. And so my crew was like, yeah, let's go to Vegas. We had like 17 athletes from kind of from all over the States, but a good eight of them or 10 of them were from Denver. And we all came to Vegas for one of their shows. I forget what it was, I think it was a Patriots show before it was a pro show. And um, the city came in during check-ins, like during check-ins and you start seeing everyone whispering. 
and everyone's whispering and we're like, and then my athletes were like, do you see what's going on here? It looks weird. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it's a little weird. And it was COVID time, you know? So everyone's like, it, it was July 2020. I remember because my show was the same weekend. Oh, but yeah. Wow. It was then, July 11th, 2020. So me and Ashley are supposed to do like a posing seminar and they canceled yeah. the seminar. And then like, we're like, what's going on? Like, so they, we don't know what's going on and they don't want to panic everyone. Right. But I guess Tarek and Tamer like went to the city and we're like, we have approval. We have this, but they are already closed by that time on Friday night. Oh so they gosh. had to like find anywhere that would host it because the hotel said no. And they went, ended up at some hookah lounge where they threw all the furniture like in a corner and they yeah. let me in and I was sitting in because they felt bad. I had, you know, 17 people. I sponsored it. Like there was a whole thing. And so they were like, you know, we feel it's not our fault. But we feel bad for you. So they let me in like, cause there's only a limited amount of people that could go in. So they let me in there and I was sitting like behind all these tables and stacked chairs and like one chair I pulled over and <laughs> all this stuff in front of me. And they're just doing it on like a live stream. And it's just Tarek Tamer. And I think Tamer's dad, Tarek and Tamer's dad. Oh and uh, they're just having the craziest. They're using the hookah music. They're on their phones, like screaming and making it like a fun thing. The girls are just on like this little tiny stage they got from some girl's house. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a pro out here, like that she uses for her own little stage. Or something. It's so it was so like this thrown together little ghetto show, but it was the funnest show and like the best memory I have. Like, competing I bet. and props to them. I mean, I remember hearing about it because, like I said, my show was the same week. I remember hearing about. It, I was just like, I mean, I love them, right? And I was just yeah. like, that. I feel so bad for them that they're having to go through that, but good for them to just like. He, like the show must go on, right? Oh, dude, he he figured out. It's funny. He came, Tamer came to me after the show and he was like, he was like, hey, I'm sorry how things went. But we did what we could, you know, and they got the show done. At the very end, the city came in, even though it was legal for them to do that in this, the way that they did it, the city came in and shut down the show at the very end when they were doing the overall. So the overall was judged with no music on and it was like dead silence while they were talking to the city, just trying to get through it. I think it was like the last two classes in the overall in bikini, just dead silence. It was so awkward. And then um, we got done and everyone's like, hey, we got it done. And everyone's like happy they got it done. You know, it was like this celebration, like, hey, we beat the city. Like, even though, yeah, you know, they, they were fully they legal. But they were <laughs> and then Tamer came up to me and he was like, I'm sorry. You know, he's and he's like, he's got tears in his eyes. And he's like, Adam, I've never been so happy to lose 25 grand in my whole life. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is so wild what you guys have to go through to like keep it going. And props to you. Cause you made it through, you know, through the, the COVID times too. And I'm sure that wasn't easy. So. Yeah. I just postponed. That's why mine was in July that year. Cause it was meant to be in April as, as it usually is. And then we just had to postpone it. Oh, so yours was, you didn't have to run through too much. Uh, you got, you didn't have to run through too much of anything. No, I mean, it wasn't too bad. Like Utah never really got super extreme with all of that. Like I could still have an audience, but they told me I could only have 200 people in the audience. But every time the staff left the room, I kind of would like tell the guys to like bring more chairs. In. <laughs> so. You got to do it. I had my gym in Denver. You know how Denver is. And so I kept my gym open the whole time. And I was like, they were like, well, you, you can't be open. The city came out. And then I ended up hiring a doctor and using his like license in my place to be like, Perfect. Oh, we're essential. <laughs> like, we're so. medical. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, we all got um, through somehow. Yeah. You, you know, you got to do, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so anyway, I guess with that, is there anything you wanted to close with for potential for the athletes or anything you wanted to say about going to your show or anything like that? Um, no, just like want to extend that invite. I mean, first of all, thank you for your time and for having me on here. Cause it's been super fun. I appreciate it. Um, just want to extend the, the invite to, you know, all the athletes out there that I would love to have you in Salt Lake city and love to have you come and experience, you know, what the Wasatch Warriors like come and win a sledgehammer overall trophy, best trophy there is right and it's pretty um, dope i will admit this is pretty cool 
and it's it's got some weight behind it too. Um, it's legit. Question for you: Is this this is not just for the pros, but every overall division? Every overall, yeah. So all okay. the NPC overalls and for the pros. Um, then we have a massive donut wall where we have some fun pictures of you, Adam, with Ashley. Yes. <laughs> I love some <laughs> of the pictures we've got there. Um, but yeah, it, it's such a great time and I'd love to have you guys there. So I just want to extend that invite and feel free to reach out to me. I'm sure we can throw my my email or my contact information in here somewhere so that people can, can reach out if they have any questions. But Yeah, we'll do that. We'll pop it up. So, so thank you so much for your time. I'll be seeing you in nine weeks, it sounds like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and we'll just go from here. So thank you very much for your time for being open about judging and helping the competitors. Um, if you guys have any questions that you need to ask and you do like an um, assessments after the shows and things like that, when people ask what you need to work on, things like that. Are you oh, at the show for that? And stuff? Yeah. Okay, cool. So good to, good to know too. So get that feedback from her as a national level judge if you're at her show. Um, we'll keep you, you'll keep us in the loop on any workshops and whatnot too. And uh, thank you so much. We'll, I'll, see, I'll be seeing you soon. Thanks, Adam. I'll see you soon.